You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Hey, Charlie. Hey, John. How's it going? Fine. <laughs> I, I know, man. We've been having tech problems, you know, but, you know. Yeah. If anybody is listening on Anchor. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I don't know. Wh- yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, we didn't have issues yesterday when you were showing me how to do uh, stream yard. Yeah, stream yard. Yeah, we had no issues. Your your picture was fine. Mine was fine. Um, and then like, and then I did it to now, and like, and like, you guys were like very laggy from my end, and I re- went down and rebooted my system, and then. <laughs> right, I don't yeah. know what the deal is either. But anybody that's listening to this on Anchor later on, I do apologize. Uh, we ran into some tech problems during the t- uh, during the filming of. Our review for The Mummy. We're going to go on ahead and reschedule soon. I'll talk to Quentin Bennett. Get him back on the show pretty soon. So I do apologize. Charlie both apologize to you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, for some tech issues. It's out of our control and everything. But these things happen. But the good news is. You know. You guys get a little bit of a treat from us. Maybe we'll have some people come in on the stereo app. And tell us. Um what some of their favorite movie trailers are and stuff like that. We'll also talk about some of our mo- favorite movie trailers. This might be a little short um, segment and everything, but either way it goes, still going to be a good time like we always do. Mm-hmm. So so what's some of you, the your favorite trailers that you want to open up with? I think one of my favorite trailers that I, like, I remember, like it, just the way it was shot, was the Matrix Reloaded trailer. I think not the first one they did, but I think it was like a it was a two two minute one. I think it was like two minutes twenty three second one. Um, it just that one like that one got me so hyped for that movie. Um, uh, then again, I don't I didn't watch any of the tra- I, I might have watched like one trailer like but this is like two thousand three, so I don't remember it. But it's like this. I just like like because I mean I watched it like I was all about to go and see the Matrix anyway. Matrix in theaters anyway because I was such a huge fan of. That 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 series, and that was actually my first R-rated movie I saw in theaters. Was that one? <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't even know that was your first rated R movie that you saw in theaters. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was because uh, I think like yeah, um, but no, it was just like that. Is remember? Um, let me just, just see the length of it. I know it's like it's like I think it's the the one of the theaters.
theatrical trailers for it, but it's just that trailer just had me hooked. It, it told you every this story, and then then it, then the music. Well, the music they played in it kind of got you hyped, and then eventually at some point, that's when the trailer just picked off. And then like then like 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 I said, it just like you got you it got you hyped for the movie in a sense. That's exactly what a trailer is supposed to do. It's supposed to reel you in and make sure that you are sold on the trailer itself. And, you know, I remember seeing the trailer for the, um, and everything in the theaters. And I remember being excited for it. I remember just using my imagination on what this movie's going to be like, what's going to feel like, yeah. revisiting Neo and Trinity again, what's it going to be about, just all kinds of imaginative stuff that was going through my yeah. mind at that time, you know? Yeah, it was their yes, yeah, the original theatrical trailer. I think it's the only one like they're like say they had a teaser, then they had the theatrical one. I think it was the theatrical one. Um, that's the one that did it. Yeah, it was like like the opening of the trailer. You see, uh, you see the agent jump out the window, and you see Trinity shooting backwards. Dual Uzis, like a dual submachine guns, like flying backwards in slow motion, shooting the agent chasing her. I mean, like, what a way to kick off a trailer. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I mean, it's like, that, that actually has because was a badass in the in the series, and it's just like seeing her start out with a trailer of her jumping backwards out of a, a, a high building. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, um, that, that trailer alone was really good. I remember coming yeah. off the hype from the very first uh, Matrix movie. I'm wondering what they're going to be doing. What, what can they do to top the very first movie, you know? But yeah. it's just, it was just good to revisit those characters again for, this, uh, for the second film. I wonder what they were going to do with it. As yeah. for the second film goes, that's, uh, to, you know, that's debatable. But um, I thought the trailer like, itself was really good. Yeah, trailer's good. I think, I think, like I said, I think it took a while for it to pick up, but that and then, like I said, the opening was cool. Trinity taking out the guys in the parking lot, and then then the sequence of her jumping backwards, and then then when they go to the meeting and you see Neo take out the agents, I'm like, okay. Then it kind of slowed down a little bit, and then it was getting okay, like mm-hmm. like that, and then however. Once Neo found like was meeting with the Oracle, that's when the movie kicked it to high gear. It, it went into full on Matrix mode. Like you got because right after like, it was from that sequence on, from that whole part, from that when Neo meets like meets the Trinity, like not Trinity, the Oracle, but he has to, she he has to fight the bodyguard because that's how he gets to know you to truly know someone. You have to fight them, and Neo was <laughs> like, you could have just asked. Like from that sequence on. Then we get the Hunter Mr. Smiths. And again, the CGI again at the time. I mean, the first time you actually got to see 100 clones of Agent Smith, who we all thought was dead, seeing 100 versions of him and Neo have to fight uh, all 100 of them. I mean, come on. Like, like this, like you said, you don't see that often, and when you, and when it happens, it's very rare. But that was so cool, to be honest. Hundred versions of Mister of Agent Smith. One is enough, exactly. but you have hundred of them. Right. <laughs> that that was insane. That was just total insane, total chaos when it comes down to that trailer itself. When you see those hundred yeah. Mister Smiths, which yeah. I thought worked really well for what they were doing. Yeah, you know, and then so, but then, and then right after that sequence, that's when, the, and then that's when you meet the Merovingian, and again, then like that that sequence was wasn't boring because it was kind of funny, especially with the, this how like how pissed like like the one guy that tried to touch touch Trinity, she's like touch me, and that hand will never be able to touch anything again. And he's like, you just know, like, all right, Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity are pissed off. And then, and then, of course, when you meet Persephone, he's like, "All right, he's gonna give me a kiss." And just Trinity's reaction it was just the was was what's really made that whole sequence really like, enjoyable because you know she was not gonna let anybody touch Neo. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, no, and then, yeah, and then and then right after that, we get Neo taking out the Merovingians' guards, which is a great action sequence. just shows you that Keanu Reeves doesn't have to use guns to kill people. He can use his bare hands. And then, um, well, of course, and then we get to meet the twins, the ghosts, 
that was that was cool. Like, like the special effects were really good for this movie. Um, Most definitely. Very, it's very, yeah. And then of course the highway chase scene, which is probably one of the one of my favorite a- um, action sequences of like all time because you don't you don't see that often. You do not see them like and then the, and then the behind the scenes of how they film the sequence is just phenomenal. I agree with you on that, man. I remember during this one of the Super Bowls whenever they were going to drop uh, the Matrix Reloaded trailer. And I remember that highway sequence and then also to Trinity jumping out the window. I remember all the stuff that yeah. you mentioned with that. And I was just so hyped up for this movie. And then also to seeing the two twins, because to me, that was yeah. my favorite thing was the two twins in, in the Matrix movie was the two twins. Yeah. If anything mm-hmm. that else that was wrong with it, the highway sequences work for me. And then also to the twins work for me and seeing them in the trailer, yeah. It, it amplified it even more. Yeah. And the energy to, uh, the energy of the music sits in the tone for The Matrix makes me believe that we were in that Matrix world all over again. And yeah. that's something that I really like with with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I said, I think for the, the action sequences alone kind of like, like brushed away a lot of the issues I had with the slowness. Because once the action hit, like from like a certain point on, it just didn't stop. And that was cool. And then a... See Neo fly. That was, I mean, come on. I mean, he, he, yeah, that was pretty sweet because <laughs> he is the one. Right, because we saw yeah. him. Because you know, we saw him fly at the very end of the very first Matrix movie. Yeah. and I'm yeah. and get this. I was actually wondering, like, whenever he took off and flew, if this was something that we were going to get with the second film, or if this was just something that they did just for a special effect, and that was it. You know, I wasn't sure if you if you thought it was canon or not or anything like that, but I thought maybe okay, maybe this is just like a one time thing, you know. But it was cool to see him fly, though. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I mean, again, I watched the ma- first Matrix, Matrix when it um, jeez, I don't know, remember it was like might have been early, like maybe like early two thousands, maybe the exact two thousand, because I like, think my dad had rented uh, the Mummy the 1999 version first and I, we watched that and again, I didn't remember much of that until I got the DVD and watched it afterwards. But, and then, and then my, then like at the time I didn't watch R rated movies until, um, and then my dad watched the matrix. And then immediately after he watched it, he, I think he, like, like I said, I don't like remember. I think he said, I got to show Charlie this movie. <laughs> and that's how he <laughs> did. I was like, hooked. and then a lot of the parts is I didn't watch the matrix fully until years later because I thought that, Huh? Was was this sequence in the Matrix? I don't remember it being in it. And then I was like, Oh yeah, it was. Um, so it was like, like I said, it's that I think it was like not until years later I fully understood what I was watching. But um, right. but I think the the scene that had my dad hooked on the first movie was the opening sequence with Trinity. Like um, it's like we brought like like when they're when they're trying to capture Trinity, he's like, you got agents coming for you. shit. Like and that's we know Trinity can kick some serious ass and that's like and then like that scene alone sold that movie for my dad. <laughs> right. And you know what though? I wanna also go on ahead and say this. You the very first time I saw the very first Matrix film was mm-hmm. in of course in the movie theater, but the reason why every one one of my friends went and saw the Matrix was because of the fact that episode one of the Phantom Menace of Star Wars was coming out. Um well, not coming out, but the trailer was coming out, and it was attached to the Matrix. So we all went and saw this movie just to see the trailer for Episode One of mm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then we stayed to watch the Matrix, and we were just blown away by what what we saw with the Matrix movie and how original it was, and the special effects that haven't been used before. So you know, that's just my little memory of watching the very first one. Um, as far as a trailer goes for me, I'm going to go with something a little bit more recent, but maybe okay. about three years, about maybe uh, 2016. It was a Stephen King movie. That was that movie was it. And mm. I love the opening scene. I loved how they promoted it and everything. I liked how they promoted the very first one. I thought they did a really good job of promoting the remake of it because my favorite part was seeing Georgie going down that um going down that road and everything's flooded and then all of a sudden he loses his boat and then here comes the clown coming out of the drain and talking to him just like how it was in the book and also how it was in that Tim Curry movie 
But I was like, yes, we're finally getting an R-rated Stephen King's It movie. I was excited for it. Of course, you know, I also like some of the stuff that they had to change with with it, it even though they weren't sending it in 1960 or anything like that. They were sending it in the 1980s, but I thought that it worked for what they were trying to create. And Bill Skarsgård using the innocence of his eyes to lure the kid into uh, into his trap was perfect because he has like that perfect um when it comes down to it, that perfect innocence to lure the kid in uh lure any kind of kid in to want to feed on him to be to be honest with you which is like the eyes of the kids with their innocence is what he feeds off of you know mm-hmm. and then also too i also remember the clip of the the original stephen king's it miniseries of georgie doing the same thing that the remake was doing and they were doing it in real time. And I love seeing the nostalgia and also seeing what they did with uh, the effects and makeup and stuff like that and compared it to the two of them. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. And then, of course, being reintroduced into the Losers world, losers Club again, something horrifying going on around this, around this town and that mystery behind it, um, what's going on with it. I thought mm-hmm. they did a really good job at promoting this film, to be honest with you. Now... As far as the pictures go, whenever they were out of context, there was like this one scene, this one picture. I remember uh, Collider was actually covering it on their channel at the time, and it showed Pennywise coming out of a drain drain pipe, and it didn't do anything to amplify the excitement for it or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I remember John Schnepp before he passed away, he was making fun of it. He goes. Look at me! I'm it. I come out of the drain, <laughs> and everything just mocking the picture. And then mm. all of a sudden, the trailer comes out, and it just just winds up scaring the hell out of me. I'm gonna be honest with you. But mm-hmm. what other trailers uh, would you say that you really enjoyed? Um, one of them was uh, was for the 2010s Inception. It wasn't the first mm. two trailers. I think it was trailer number three. For me, um, it's the one where you like where you, like it starts off like where with the the with the the uh the music in the background and you see uh see Cobb like the waters and he wakes up from the waters or whatever like like um something about like I think he's interviewing uh the Cillian Murphy character about talking about dreams. I think it was trailer number three. It was like as this trailer progressed and then when like that certain score hit. Like that, then like because I, I remember I was showing this to Sean, like it was like I was working at the theater at the time, and it's like like Sean and Tim and I were like we're like I was showing them the trailer, and like they're like we gotta see this. <laughs> um, it was like that was my first employee sneak was Inception, but just that third trailer had me hyped for this movie because it was like the first two trailers they're like I call them like the teasers. I think this was at least a two minute, two minute, two and a half minute trailer. The first two got me. I intrigued. I was intrigued, but the third trailer for the for Inception really got me. Like, all right, I'm seeing this movie. I mean, it's like I was hyped for this. I agree, and also too, it was just something that was about that dream sequences with the buildings falling down and not knowing if it yeah. was a dream within a dream kind of sequence was actually really good. The score for yeah. Time was excellent, which is actually the score that they used for the trailer. It is one of yeah. my favorite scores I still listen to today by Hans Zimmer. Um, you can't go wrong putting Hans Zimmer in a Christopher Nolan uh, score no. because I feel like that's actually one of the best things about Inception was the score. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to go two years earlier than you, though. I'm going to go with The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. The Christopher second Nolan. Yeah. Yes. The second the one like we're like right, we, like the one that they make fun they made fun of on the evil iguana trailer. The one is like I know now what I have to become to defeat men like him. Is this yeah that 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 trailer was, that was awesome. Right, and then of course you know I remember working right, and mm-hmm. we're crowded around a computer, and this is like before the age of cell phones, before of course having YouTube on our cell phones. And uh-huh. so we were we were crowded around, and all we wanted to hear was Heat Ledger's laugh. That's all we cared about. We were already sold as Christian Bale as Batman. We were already sold on that. 
And I already got sold on the look of Heath Ledger's Joker because of that Joker poster that I saw at, at the movie theater. And that's what made me excited about Heath Ledger. But hearing that laugh, hearing that iconic laugh that the Joker has through uh, Heath Ledger was something that gave me goosebumps, something that told me that this movie was going to be fantastic. And also, mm-hmm. too, um, we were in for a different ride than what we got with Nicholson. We were in a different time and place with the darkness of that movie. And also, too, once we saw the whole entire full context of the trailer itself, not the teaser with the anything like that, but once we realized, oh, we have a me- message. Hold on. I remember when the Infinity War trailer came out, and th- and that trailer came- got like a shit ton of views and shit ton of likes within within hours. Like, wow, that m- built up a lot of hype. To be honest with you, man, that Infinity War trailer was just fucking awesome. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I sat there for about five or six times just analyzing the trailer, just going in and seeing all all these superheroes and stuff like that and seeing them come together to try and beat down Thanos was just fantastic, uh, just seeing that trailer. And, and I even had goosebumps watching that trailer and everything. I wish that I could have actually done a trailer reaction during that time for the channel. But, you know, I just remember just being up and just feeling excited for this film. What about you, Charlie? What did you think of that trailer? Um, I don't remember. It was actually a while ago. I've seen so many trailers okay. since then. <laughs> it's, okay. it's hard it's to fine. remember that. <laughs> but back to the um, Dark Knight trailer, though, man. I mean, you know, that was just something that I was not expecting that level of darkness from Heat Ledger and stuff like that. Because I've seen him in The Knight's Tale. I've seen him in 10 Things I Hate About You. I've seen him in other films. And then him just bringing his A-game to the Joker and then slamming that Mm -hmm. guy's head into the table and saying, I'm going to make this pencil disappear. And then, bam, slams his head on the table. Ta-da! That just makes me laugh my ass off every single time I watch it. But it just showed you how glued in um, Heat Ledger was for that role. And also, too, just seeing that trailer alone, I can watch that trailer over and over again just for something for nostalgia purposes to Mm -hmm. revisit for something back in 2008. So, what else do you have? Uh, I'm trying to remember. uh, I would say the the Christmas Day Deadpool trailer released, the second trailer they released for Deadpool. Um, That was was just the great trailer, but... I think that if I had to choose one, it would probably be the very first one that that, that uh, Ryan Reynolds released on Conan because this is the first time we're like, holy crap, this is happening. We're getting a Deadpool movie, and this and this to have the sequence end of the trailer of him do the uh, the flip in midair and shoot three people in the head with one bullet, technically two because the bullet kind of stopped halfway during the during the final guy. <laughs> um, but and then and then him sniff him sniff the guns and he goes, oh, I'm touching myself tonight. It's just like hearing him say that. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> because like, we knew exactly like, what we were getting ourselves into during that time. I'm gonna be honest with you. Absolutely. And also too, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, just, whenever just, the, the guy. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on ahead. I'm gonna let you uh, take it. I like it. This and this is the this is the way the the trailer ended of him saying that. Was hysterical, and it's just like I'm like, oh my god, I'm hyped! Like we're getting a Deadpool <laughs> movie finally, and then I'm like, and I was like, yeah, and then the, then the second trailer came out on the perfect day, which again, whoever was in charge of the marketing for that movie deserves like an enormous raise because that is the some of the best marketing I've ever seen for a movie, like like the Twelve Days of Deadpool, it's genius. Like, like uh, each day you get something new. Like, day one, you get the poster reveal of him holding the gun near his middle, which is the poster I have in my room on my on my wall. <laughs> and that, that that's, like, the best, one of the best posters. I'm like, immediately when I can redeem that, I'm like, give me that poster. Again, like, it's got to be the, the, the first Deadpool trailer for me. It was just, like, I was hyped. 
Same here, though, man. Same here. I, I also like the part where the guy falls off the billboard. He goes, he was already there. <laughs> it's like, oh, he was already there when I got there. <laughs> right. That was my favorite part of that um, that part. And then also, too, I like the Australian uh, trailer thing that they did for the advertisement where he was pretending to be from Australia. And then telling wow. him, talking about Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. And the, or or of course the uh the, him promoting like the twelve days dip with him drinking like what he thinks is eggnog and he goes, is this glue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. We have we have another message real quick. Did you guys watch? I mean, did you guys like watch the Mortal Kombat trailer? Oh my god, that's freaking brutal. That shit was brutal, to be honest with you. We actually did a whole entire episode geared towards that on the stereo app, if you want to check that out, man. But yeah, we talked about that. That dude stabbing another dude with his own blood with uh, whenever Sub-Zero was... Whenever he froze the dude's blood and then stabbing him with it. That shit was mm-hmm. awesome. The, we're yeah, going to get a whole um, bunch of fatalities. Yeah. For your information, if you're wondering that we did that one on February 18th, it was called Mortal Kombat Trailer Review. So if you're like, if you're interested in watching our uh, hearing our full reactions to that, that's that's the date of when we did it. And then also too, um, you can also visit the Movie Lovers Unite YouTube channel. Me and Frenchie did a uh, trailer reaction to it, and you get to see our actual facial reactions to that trailer at Movie Lovers Unite on YouTube. So that's something else that you guys can actually check out, man. If you love watching trailer reactions, we do. We try to do one every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So yeah, pr- check that out on Movie Lovers Unite if you get a chance. Um, but yeah, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add to the Deadpool thing? No, that was it. I pretty much summed it up. It was just, it was like it got people hyped, and and that's what it was supposed to do. I mean, then again, people should have been hyped for it to begin with because. We're gonna Deadpool movie. I mean that that pretty much that pretty much like you know it's happening. Nothing's stopping it. So, yup. <laughs> exactly because you you want to know where I was when I first heard about the news that there was a Deadpool movie coming out. I'll never forget it. Um, at work? No, I was not at work. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually on vacation from work. Uh, okay. And. <laughs> And it was me, my uncle, my aunt, my mom and dad. We were all getting ready to go to, well, we were at the Chinese restaurant. And mm-hmm. I was just thumbing through the news feed, uh, Facebook, like I normally do. And all my, I'm like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden I was like, holy shit. And I was just looking at me, I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, we're getting a Deadpool movie. I had this big, huge grin on my face. <laughs> and I'm like. And nobody else was like, everybody was just like, okay, goes back to eating. And here I am just having a smile on my face the whole time while I'm eating Chinese food. <laughs> you know, so I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, I was in college when I found that out. I think it was like when somebody leaked the uh, the test footage, I'm like, okay. And then then I think the, the, and then the irony is that on April 1st, April Fool's Day, we get the confirmation that it's R-rated, and everybody's like, "No way!" This is April Fool's joke. And then, then they have the funny video to promote the movie, and it's like Mario Lopez is interviewing Ryan Reynolds, and like he's in a, one location. He's like, "Oh man, yeah, Deadpool is gonna be like, we gotta keep it kids friendly, all that stuff." And then Mario Lopez is like, "Of course, it's for the family. It's a family movie." Then you see, what's this? Who's this guy that's standing right behind Mario Lopez? And it's like. He's in a suit, and then all of a sudden you see Ryan, it's Deadpool, which is really Ryan Reynolds, in the suit, flat out hit Mario Lopez in the face with the TV, and he goes, and he goes, well, and he's like, Deadpool's going to be officially rated R. And he goes, sorry, like, don't worry, Jesse, Slater can't hurt you now. <laughs> I mean, him taking the shot at, like, they saved by the bell, but it's like, and then we find out Deadpool's officially, and he goes, what the F? Deadpool's officially rated R. And I was like, then it was from the map from him. It's like saying it's rated R. Like, okay, this is no joke. We're getting R rated. So that again, that was that was the hype. Definitely. That was definitely worth the hype. I loved it. And him hitting uh killing Mario Lopez was hilarious. 
to be honest yeah, with, with you. Team. I was not expecting. Yeah, that was just hilarious, man. I was not even expecting that. No. And then also, too, I'm just going to say this. Even the promotion for the DVD and Blu-ray was hilarious because whenever you get the DVD or Blu-ray, you get a thing to check and see if you have cancer, testosterone, t- uh, can- cancer. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, like yeah, like in the marketing campaign was fantastic. It was like it's like it's a uh, touching yourself for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how it's something so dirty, and it's like it's not. Exactly. It's, it's actually to save your life. <laughs> it's so Deadpool. It's so Deadpool. It works. I'm. I was really happy with that. Uh, let's take a look and see what we got for for a message, real quick. Yeah, man, I can't believe he's gonna be part of the MCU. Oh, I can't either, man, to be honest with you. No. It's going to be interesting on how they transition Deadpool into the MCU. Because we're used to the MCU round being PG-13 and very kid-friendly. Deadpool's the exact opposite of that, which is why I'm hoping if they did like a Marvel Knights kind of thing, where we have like a Marvel Knights studio where we have all our hard-edge... Um, our, our, well, basically all our hard edge characters that are supposed to be rated are like you have your Blade, you have your Ghost Rider, you have of course Deadpool, you have the Punisher, you have all these characters intertwined in a rated R world with Marvel Knights and I wish they would actually branch off and make a Marvel Knights studio so we can actually have that but that's just me, I just hope that they can find some way to work Deadpool into it but it makes me excited. It makes me extra sweaty just thinking about uh, how they're going to do this. And yeah, mm-hmm. for the record, I do say sweaty as in a really sweaty nerd because I am excited about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then so, it's R-rated. So like they've already officially said Deadpool 3. We're not changing it. Why would we change it? I'm like, because if they change it, it was not going to make as much money as if it was R-rated. Um, again, I'm interested how they're going to do it, but like, I think they can do it both ways. If they need Deadpool to be Deadpool, have an R-rated movie, and just flat out tell people this is not, this is R-rated. It's a Deadpool movie, so you're gonna get it's gonna be R. And then when he transitions into the MCU, have it like him interact with PG-13, like like have him like use a censor button every time he says something bad, like sense like those like er like flat out bleeps in the movie <laughs> intentionally, and then him having to react to the cameraman like he's still gonna break the fourth wall like hey man i told you i i i paid you 50 bucks you're you told me i was allowed to say this word <laughs> like i could see that working <laughs> or captain america right, come out no real language <laughs> right that would be funny too but you know it'd be funny if if he tries to narrate a story at the same time that lewis tries to narrate a story and they have like a back and forth <laughs> On how the perspectives yep. of the story happen. Like, mm-hmm. Deadpool has one perspective, and then you have Lewis who had another perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be funny. And, like, and then, or, or both Deadpool and that are wearing the same outfit and then doing the narration. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. I mean, he, he, he's dressed up as Bob Ross to, do, to promote a trailer. Or for a teaser trail, he dressed up as Bob, Bob Ross and gave, gave his paints a, a separate name. Some Betty what right here. He's like, God, I love cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and he keeps the suit on, and then he just puts the overalls and the wig on over the suit. I'm like, yep. He understands what Deadpool is. It's like you have the tambulization that, you know, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He's no longer Ryan Pretty Reynolds. <laughs> yep. Let's see. We have another message. That sounds like a great idea. They should have cast Carl Urban as Ghost Rider. I think that'd be a great idea. You see, I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'm gonna say Norman Reedus just for the simple fact that I think that he could play a hard edge uh, character. I'm not saying um, I'm not saying that Carl can't because when I saw him in Dread and he did an excellent job in Dread. He's also a great actor when it comes down to the boys. It's just that for me, I, this is just me. I like to see Norman Reedus as as um, Johnny Blaze. To be honest with you, he is just that has that hard edge look to him and things like that. That grungy kind of look that I'm looking for in, in a Johnny Blaze. But that's just me. What about you though, Charlie? Keanu. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, enough said. Keanu Reeves. I mean, okay. talk about grudgy. He can get that look. I mean, his John Wick look is kind of grungy a little bit. I mean, right. he was Constantine. That was kind of, he wasn't grunging that, but I could see him with the long hair. I mean, you can get him with his like very long hair, like Bill and Ted 3 th- hairdo. Absolutely. I can see him as Johnny Blaze. And also, he's yeah, he, he'd be perfect for the for, for a character named Johnny. Well, Same with Tommy was Tommy was <laughs> Let's see. We got another message. Okay, so we got John Wick and Daryl Dixon from Walking Dead. I can see that. I like that idea. Sounds cool. All right. Uh, so let's see. I want to go with another trailer that I like, and it's gonna be uh, an old old trailer from 1994 <laughs> and that is The Crow with Brandon Lee yeah uh, and I remember as a kid I was like 10 years old when I saw this movie in theaters and this was a radar on movie by the way and yeah. I remember because here's the thing I always like dark gothic kind of settings I was like a weird mm-hmm. kid, but I remember even when I saw Edward Scissorhands, the whole reason why I saw that Edward Scissorhands was because of the dark, uh, dungy, kind of gothic kind of style film shooting that Tim Burton did, and that's also why I was intrigued with The Crow and seeing Brandon Lee coming back from the dead. We have uh, Nine Inch Nails in this, uh, playing in this, in this too. In the song, in the song, and the soundtrack, which is something that I really like, with Dead Souls, which is a cover song. Then, of course, you all you also have um, a couple of other grunge grunge bands of it that's in this uh, trailer as well. I mean, the Cure. and then also too, yeah, the Cures in this. It just it's just an endless amount of people that were into the grunge world during the ninety during the late nineties or mid nineties. That I really liked, and then also too seeing Brandon Lee, uh, his hand winds up getting. You know, remember when Tintin throws the knife, and then he winds up catching it. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, and, it was like I, I it, it, was it? Yeah, I forgot the names of these characters, but yeah, I, I yeah. remember the, uh, I remember the sequence where he got shot in his hand, and he's like, yeah. like, 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 like going crazy <laughs> when he suddenly shot his hands and it was healing. I mean that that was like whoa. Yeah, and then his hand heals up, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. A ten year old me was like fanboying over something I didn't even understand, but I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> because it was a mixture of horror, a mixture of action, a mi- mixture of martial arts in it. You had this whole entire thing that happened on Halloween. I was in. I was in it. And then also too, I found out later on that the guy who wrote the comic book for the Crow, his wife, um winded up getting hit by a drunk driver right in front of him. Oh. And so basically he wrote the crow as a coping me- mechanism to help heal him. And next thing you know it the crow just took off. It's a black and white comic. Yeah. And of but, course it's the the, uh, the unfortunate timely death of Brandon Lee. He was killed right. during this movie too. Right. And God knows what he would have done right now. If he was still alive. Oh man, I I would have seen a lot of his movies if he was still alive today. Absolutely, he just had that charisma, like mm-hmm. like the the charisma, like you want you need to see what he's gonna do next. And honestly, he just he just had that. And I mean, the fact that he's already able to work with Dolph Lundgren, and he was gonna be working with Schwarzenegger or Stallone at some point. Exactly. Now, oh, in fact, he got. could even like, he could have been even facing off against Jason Statham. I mean, that wouldn't have been a bad thing. Right. <laughs> you know what else would have been cool? Him and Keanu facing off against each other and John Wick, or him playing John Wick, or something around that area. Ooh, yeah, I could see, yeah. I could definitely see it, to be honest with you. Yeah. That would have been a cool one-on-one fight as well. Absolutely. And even maybe something with Jason Momoa, though, too. Maybe Jason is like a uh, villain, and Brandon Lee is the hero. I would actually like to see a one-on-one yeah. fight against them, too. To be honest with yeah. you, I think that would have actually been cool. Uh, let's or, see what the two messages we go, have. Yeah. Or him go against Chuck Norris to do what his dad couldn't do. Well, it would, to do what his dad did, be Chuck Norris. 
I would I would die to see that, to be honest with you. I would <laughs> yeah. pay to see that movie, to be honest with yeah. you. Let's see what we got, though. Yeah. We have three messages. Oh, yeah. That movie makes me think of Nirvana. Mm. And, uh... Definitely. Like, the band, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. Mm. And yep. you're not weird. You, you you like heavy metal. I like heavy metal. We're the same. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, for real. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen Manson in concert. I saw Rob Zombie in concert and everything. They both put on great live shows, to be honest with you. And it definitely has that dark gothic kind of setting, just like they would and stuff they would have and everything. So the crow is definitely worth checking out. And also, too, I, this is actually the only movie that I own on Blu-ray and DVD. I have the double disc set of the DVD itself. <laughs> so there's that. Um, let's take a look and see what else we got. I had that movie on Blu-ray. Sweet dude. Let's see, we got one. <laughs> Need to get that in four today. Did you know that Jason Momoa was considered was, uh, cast for the Crow remake, but he yep quit. Yeah, they went into a several uh, production problems. To be honest with you, number one, originally they were going to cast the guy from Boardwalk Empire. The guy from Boardwalk Empire left. Then from there. Another actor was going to be playing Brandon Lee's part, and then he left. It was like this whole entire thing was cursed, and then then Jason Momoa got casted. I went from not caring to suddenly caring, and then I also looked at the fan concept of what he could possibly look like, and then I went bonkers after that. But then after that happened, the studio itself that was going to make The Crow went bankrupt. And after that, it's in production hell nightmare. It's not going to happen, I don't think. I haven't heard any other move, uh, movements on it or anything like that. Sadly, I would like to see Jason Momoa as Eric Graven. I know many people are like, no, it just needs to just let it be for Brandon Lee and that's it. But part of me wants to see a different, another story. Um, wants me to see kind of like the same story that I got from the graphic novel that I read. But hey, that's just me. I mean... Everybody else has their own thing and their own opinion on what they would like to see, but that's just me, though. Um, so, what do you have? Uh, I'll answer that one. I'm on the side of just let just leave it alone. Um, because if you're getting different directors, if directors are dropping in and out like 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 flies, and then you having like actors dropping in and out like flies. Bradley Cooper was considered for. Eric Draven too, and then he dropped out, and it's just, it's in production of hell, and it, it, it just, this, this, this ended already. Stop, like I said, stop trying to ruin his, like Brandon Lee's legacy by trying to remake a movie just because you feel like it, not because, and you probably don't even have a good idea anyway. Just, just leave it alone. <laughs> uh, do you have any other trailers though that you want to mention too? Yeah. Um. One that came out in 2012, because I remember wa- working at the theater, um, at the theater, and we had this movie. It was 2012 Safe House with Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. The trailer had me hyped for this movie. Like, the, like, the, like, it's like, you know what you're going to get. I'm like, oh, cool, Ryan Reynolds. And it's not, you're, it's not a normal Ryan Reynolds. So you're expecting a comedy, then, then don't, don't watch it, because it's not. It's straight up, like, intense action movie and it's a Denzel kicking ass but the trailer had me so hyped for this movie and it um it was also a fun movie to clean afterwards when we watched it but yeah it was a great movie and then and one last one I had that I can think of was not the first Taken trailer but I think the second one for the first trailer I think it was I watched it during a uh, it was like right before kickoff for Fox NFL Sunday they they aired this on like they aired the trailer and it's like the trailer's like he he's like he, he he captured Marco and he's got these knitting needles and he's like he's he's like banging them together he's like wake up I need you focus and then he just jams the uh, the knitting needles into into Marco's knees and like jam I'm like all right I got like that woke me I'm like whoa Liam Neeson just did that I'm like holy crap we gotta see this movie <laughs> and like and like like that that sequence and that trailer got me hyped for the movie is like. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just found another that was a good one. So, anyway, the Taken one was great. That got me hyped. But the second Avatar trailer, James Cameron's Avatar, um, this I think, again, this was shown during um, Fox NFL Sunday. Um, and then it was, like, the second trailer. And it was, like, I think it was a three- to four-minute trailer. That thing was that ha- that movie that 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 had me hyped, to be honest. Because again, I'm one of the few people that enjoyed Avatar because I saw it in 3D. That changed the game for me for 3D. Like, and and if there's one guy that I know that can fix the 3D, and he's currently working on it now with I think in Har- either Harvard or Caltech, or I think yeah, or, or Stanford, the 3D. 3D list glasses, like you don't like, and if there's one man that can do it, it's James Cameron. He can, he's the one that's going to figure it out for 3D to make you can watch it without needing the glasses, and that's what he did for um for the first Avatar because I took my glasses off because I can't do 3D for that long. I didn't miss a thing. Like no, it, it it blended into the screen. Like like he knew what he was doing when it comes to that. So people may hate him, but you got to give him props. He knows the stuff for special effects. He really does, if you actually think about it. I do like him as a director. Like, we gave us yeah. Terminator 2. He gave us Terminator 1. And then also he 2. Alien. Yeah, an alien. But when you look at the originality behind Avatar, no one was able to do the effects that he did for Avatar. Yeah. And things like that. Now, I do have to give him credit for that. And then also, too, I know some people, oh, this is like Ferngelly and stuff like that. But every movie uses his own aspects for certain things. You know what I mean? Dances with wolves. I mean, come on, it's right. it's fine, but but it's like, I mean, for what it was, it was a cool topic. It was right. a cool idea. Right. We haven't seen a live action version because you say, "Oh, it's Fern Gully." What was Fern Gully? Animated, exactly. And Dances mm-hmm. with Wolves came out in like the seventies and eighties and the nineteen yep. seventies, and and a lot of like, Actually, and then it's Kevin Costner. That's essentially what this was, but. Then again, it added James Cameron's take to it. It had the action sequences were just like awesome because that's when you want to watch. You want to watch the visual effects for this. And visually, this movie was stunning for what it did from that time frame. Mm-hmm. And it is so stunning. There's even a, there's a whole section in Animal Kingdom about Avatar. Exactly. I mean, that doesn't happen often, and I'm I'm pumped for the sequels. I, I'm, I'm probably one of the few people that's been e- uh, that's eagerly excited for the Avatar sequels, and hopefully next year, hopefully next year. But like I said, I'm still holding out hope. Like I, said, I was hoping that be that be my first IMAX 3D movie. No, I went to see. Uh, I decided to do uh, Ready Player One, which was pretty cool. But uh, that would be the first thing I'll see. Is I'm gonna see uh, Avatar two and IMAX 3D, and. Like I said, we're gonna we're not just getting one; we're getting many sequels, and I'm intrigued on the sequels. I'm intrigued because this one's supposed to focus on the oceans of Pandora, and the reason it took him so long because he had to he had to create a camera to film under uh, underwater. And, and I was like, if anything looked like the skies, the ocean looks just like the skies. I'm excited to be blown away, to be honest. Okay. All right, and just to clarify, dances with I'm just saying I didn't mean, I don't mean to correct you or anything like that, but. Yeah. This is what Wolf was like 1990. <laughs> I just want to let you know. Oh, no, um, no, that's fine. I, like, I, cool. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the movie. I just, I just, right. no, I just don't, I didn't remember it. But I just remembered uh, South Park made fun of it. Um, and then it's like they pretty much made like as like it's like da- instead of Dances with Wolves, it's Dances with Smurfs. <laughs> oh yeah, I re- I think I remember that episode. To be honest with you, it's been a while since I've seen South Park, though. To be honest with you, yeah. Um. So that's pretty much everything as far as trailers go, but I do want to play this one before we head out. Hey, guys. Hey, Tara. How are you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> that's <laughs> so that's pretty much everything that we wanted to touch on as far as trailers go. I know that this is a little bit shorter than usual, but we ran into some technical problems with our originally original stream. And everything, so we decided to do a stereo episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Another thing, too, is if you go on ahead and go into the description, if you guys want to talk about some of your favorite trailers and stuff like that, just email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. 
And we'll be glad to go ahead and talk about it on the next episode of our stereo episode and go from there. And you or guys we can go on. We could bring them up if we'll, if whenever we, you and I start doing trailer, live trailer reactions after we after we talk the trailer, we can give a shout out to what like talk about that briefly. Yeah, that would be that would actually be a perfect idea. We could do a trailer react. Oh, we'll do a react. A re- yeah, sorry, got tongue tied. Uh, <laughs> we can do a retro trailer reaction and talk about it. What's been a reaction? So it's a reactionception. Yep. <laughs> yes, and I'm sorry if I got tongue tied, guys. <laughs> it's been a long day. I've been at work for eight hours early, earlier today, so yeah, I'm kind of a little bit tongue tied. So, anyways, guys, that's everything that you need to know about that. So, if you guys want to follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram. Another thing too is you can follow me at Twitter, Movie Lovers Unit, or just on Gorio Eight on Twitter. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead, donate to the Movie Lovers Unite uh, GoFundMe page. How do you do that? You just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Unite over there. And then for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go to www.movieloversunite.com. You can also follow me on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Pinterest. We do a weekly show, a daily show and everything. So go on ahead and check us, check us out on YouTube. And of course, you can follow me on our on our podcast wherever you get your podcast at. And we have like three hundred and twenty something episodes on that podcast on the audio only side. So go in and check it out. Let us know what you think. Also, to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Tell me what you guys think about, about the shows and everything that we're doing. And always until next time, bye bye. See ya. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything, and you want an audio book, and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.